0: Hello and welcome to the Betches Up podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Thirsty. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Today we're talking about AOC's comments on concentration camp, Joe Biden's fuck up, and Iran. Amazing week. Yep. Let's get into it.
1: Betches Media
0: presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. okay do you like beer, Senator or not. Um, My party is going
1: bet- crazy. <laughs> Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello.
0: Hello. I'm happy to be back. Me too. How was New Orleans? It was great. Wow. What a trip. It was great. Uh, We did see a ghost. I posted a picture of it on my Instagram story. I've been thinking Um, about the ghost. I that really was a ghost. I encountered a spirit. Uh, it happened. We took a picture of it. Can you describe for the audience what you okay. didn't see? Yes. Okay. So as as you may know, New Orleans is very spooky, most haunted city in America, and they have all these like above ground graveyards. So me and my boyfriend like in the movie home. Double Jeopardy. Yes like in the movie Double Jeopardy. So we're walking home one night, walking around, having a good time, whatever, and we come upon one of these above-ground graveyards, and uh, my boyfriend Danny's like, I'm going to start taking some pictures of uh, of it just to like see if we see anything spooky. So he starts taking these pictures, and in all of the pictures, like we start seeing these weird, like, like they're kind of like these subtle like light beams and they're always coming not up subtle like well. So in the first couple of ones, they're like subtle but then they're like coming up from graves, which is crazy. Like every single one is shooting up directly from a grave into the sky. Then we finally take one where literally it is such a clear, full, strong, full beam of light that is going from a grave into the sky that was not visible to the naked eye, only visible in the photo, which we took without flash.
1: Wow. We can post this on the Instagram. Listen,
0: I here's my one thing. You can DM me and I will send you the picture of the ghost. But do not DM me if you do not believe in the ghost. Yeah, I (laughs) I don't want to hear from anybody who doesn't believe in the ghost. I don't want to hear from anybody who's telling me it's lens flare. I don't want it. Oh, is that what they're saying? That's what some haters and losers are saying
1: you know i think i I, i'm with you i Mm -hmm. believe in all this shit i think i may have had an encounter with a ghost last night actually oh my god okay before we went to bed bruce was staring into our closet his bed is like next to the closet it opens it's not like a walking closet but there's like a little bit of an inner like you Mm -hmm. can it goes in like a foot and he was staring into the closet like weirdly Mm -hmm. and every time i call him he like wouldn't look back at me he was just staring at the closet okay fine we were asleep then in the middle of the night he suddenly wakes up and he barks all of a sudden at the closet and he's staring at the closet and then he like looks behind then he like turns around his head and then he like looks back at the closet and is like staring like it seems like he sees something in the closet and so I was just like ghost family member whoever you <laughs> are like Like, I love you. I miss you. Please don't possess me.
0: (laughs) I hope you're not angry. If there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. But I was pretty sure. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, wow. I love it. I mean, anytime that my cat starts interacting with like, just like the air and unknown entity, I'm immediately like, it's a ghost. Yeah. Ghost. Why would it not be? 100%. Why would it? Yeah. That's, you know what? That's the question other people need to answer to me is why would it not be a ghost? (laughs) that's the question nobody's asking (laughs) i feel like this is like a little bit alex
1: jonesy of us yes i know now what what else
0: could it be if not a ghost (laughs) we'll start the like the betches ghost hunter podcast. oh my god just
1: what we need oh
0: my god yeah Yeah. that's that is just what we need okay apart from ghosts sammy what is been getting you through this week in trump's america Mostly
1: the fact that I will not be in Trump's America as of Monday because I'm going on vacation. <gasps> Where are you going again? Singapore and Vietnam. Oh, my God. Wait, that sounds
0: amazing.
1: So other than, you know, contact with the sub chat, I yeah. will be out of this hellscape. That's that's
0: honestly so nice. And I wish you all the blessings. Thank for that. you. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's going to be great. Yeah. You're going to come back. Everything's going to be crazy or fixed okay (laughs) what if you go back and we're like sammy you missed a lot he just resigned they all resigned sammy i would they were like we're so sorry we did a really bad job we're resigning (laughs) i mean they should then they don't have to deal with this anymore it would be amazing they
1: don't seem like passionate about the cause
0: you see all of them at the airport when you're leaving vietnam you're like wait what well we know trump doesn't go to vietnam so let's not get ahead of ourselves He's going on like a special vacation i don't know do you think he's ever been to nam He did. Didn't he go one time? He Hanoi. He went to Hanoi Hanoi Hanoi. and everyone
1: was like, oh, he finally made it to Vietnam. Yeah. Guys, I can't even remember all the fuck ups. Okay, but what's really getting me through the week is this hearing that was in Congress yesterday um, over the matter of reparations. Uh, Reparations basically refers to the idea of compensating the descendants of slaves or really any sort of tragedy, Mm -hmm. any tragic act perpetrated by a country. I know um, like Holocaust survivors get reparations. I'm pretty sure my grandparents got Mm -hmm. reparations. Um, And they're basically the argument is to mitigate is that the black community is owed money or some form of compensation to mitigate the effects of slavery and Jim Crow. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds correct. I mean, we we should talk about it. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about like cycles of poverty and all this stuff and like just how hard it is to like break out of that. And if you think about like how much unpaid labor was done, yeah, and then people started out poor, like
1: in it eighteen. Makes sense. It just speaking quantifying this unpaid labor in eighteen sixty, about eighty percent of the gross national product was tied to slavery. That's uh, wh- yeah. what are you doing without that? Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. a lot of money. They created three billion in assets a huge chunk of the American economy, over 250 years of unpaid labor and abuse, mm-hmm. often murder, rape, all kinds of atrocities. Yeah, and you- and then and then that wasn't just like over once it was over. Then we went into Jim Crow. Then we went into segregation. Yeah. And now we have mass incarceration, just general like major inequality, um, yeah. voter suppression, gerrymandering. Just
0: it's... Well, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can think about t- there are so many people in this country who can tie their wealth back to that time period. that it's And like, they're proud to. They're and,
1: like, I'm old money, you're new money. Yeah, it's like, you it's shouldn't like, be bragging about that.
0: And But it's also like, why wouldn't we also be able to tie someone's lack of wealth to that time period? It's like if point. someone's like stuff is able to revert, we can see someone like someone's economic status reverberating through this 250 years. So it's not that crazy to be like, well, also someone's inability to have wealth might, also be tied to the same shit right exactly I mean even
1: even what was discussed yesterday in Congress was not even like We are doing it. We're giving them this amount like Mm -hmm. it was it was something called H.R. 40, which is a house bill that would create a commission to study the historical need for reparations. Oh,
0: So it's like even it's literally just permission to even think about it. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, It was introduced by California Representative Sheila Jackson proposes considering writing a national apology and considering how reparations could work. So it could mean like more stimuli to the black community, yeah. just you know, getting rid of voter suppression. It could take a lot of different forms rather than just like monthly checks. Yeah, to people. just like sending yeah. an amount. But to me, I feel like national apology. Yeah, yeah. like let's just have why we, not? I mean, have How have we not, not done that already?
0: We <laughs> that I mean that is it's not it's not surprising to me if that has not happened. But wow, it seems yeah. like a pretty easy apology so
1: surprise surprise most democrats who are running for president have expressed openness to address this and um republicans are like oh, i don't think so um, like, what and mitch mcconnell <laughs> so we have a clip of mitch mcconnell saying that he doesn't really think this is necessary and we'll play it for you in here we've you know tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation
0: uh, we've elected an African American president.
1: Yeah, so he's basic. He basically argues that because we've had a black president,
0: that this entire community and race has not been is okay. Yes, I did see people chatting about this online and I had not yet engaged with the clip. Uh, well, that just shows I mean, that's just what Mitch McConnell thinks. I mean, he's been on a roll this week saying like he doesn't know why John Stewart gets so bent out of shape about getting 9-11 first responders like their money. He's like, really?
1: That's because he's never experienced empathy.
0: Yeah. So it's just like, OK, I mean, that is so that's so fucking crazy. But it does show the thinking of a lot of people.
1: I love how he calls John Stewart's compassion for suffering people.
0: Getting bent, getting out, of bent shi- out of shape. shape. Yeah. because Like was... you've never
1: cared about anyone but yourself, yeah. Mitch McConnell. Okay. Um, and also at the congressional hearing was the author Ta-Nehisi Coates, Coates, Coates yes. who wrote the book The Case for Reparations. And he specifically addressed Mitch McConnell and his remarks and talked about how even though Mitch McConnell may have not been alive for slavery, he was alive for several other atrocities committed yes. against black people. So we're going to play that clip now. Enslavement reigned for 250 years on these shores. When it ended, this country could have extended its hallowed principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to all regardless of color. But America had other principles in mind. And so for a century after the Civil War, black people were subjected to a relentless campaign of terror, a campaign that extended well into the lifetime of Majority Leader McConnell.
0: ta coats Coates rocks. I love him. If you haven't ever yeah. read his book Between the World and Me, it's really, really good also. It's a it's good read. Yeah. He's great. He also had that I think it was in the Atlantic article, My President was Black, that was like a look back. Oh, I, I remember. remember that. <sighs> that was a tough read. I cried. <laughs> but yeah. he but he rocks. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the best
1: love him not to change gears but speaking mm-hmm. of the atlantic i have an article queued up to read about whether the fashion ambitionists proposal was staged or not
0: wait what
1: okay well we'll we'll get into it later oh my sorry uh, okay. that was a reference for
0: people i was like what <laughs> for people who know what i'm talking I've about i've been in new orleans i don't know <laughs>
1: I'll share it. <laughs> okay, with I'm excited. You later, okay, Elise, what's getting you through the week in oh, Trump America?
0: Okay, um, another, <laughs> uh, wow, I don't even know how to begin this story. Uh, we're switching to Pride Month. This is a Pride story. Um, a YouTuber named Elijah, his name's Elijah Daniels. He <laughs> he paid to be the mayor for two weeks of a of a town of the town of Hell, Michigan. Uh, And he intends to buy the town personally. I didn't realize that you could, one, pay to be mayor... I, that's not that shocking. I didn't. I personally did not know that you could do that. But he has renamed the town in honor of Pride Month, Gay Hell. So now the town is called Gay Hell, Michigan. But before it was Hell. Michigan. Before it was Hell, Michigan. That's why you could buy. Heard.
1: That's why you could buy it because no one wants to
0: be in Hell, Michigan. Be the mayor of Hell. Well, so that's how like, could they name it? The I, I feel town. Like, I feel like being able to buy being mayor kind of goes against the fundamental sort of thing of what being a mayor is. But whatever. This is happening. I didn't really that if you bought a town you could just rename it also i would have thought that there were like laws or like people had to be involved in that maybe but, not maybe maybe not i guess you can just pay to be mayor and then you can rename the town something funny for your youtube channel that's what we're finding <laughs> i didn't realize that we could do this not that i don't support it i do i do support it there's only
1: 72 residents in hell Gay hell, gay hell now. Gay sorry. Hell.
0: <laughs> so, um, he said his first act of Pride Month was to only allow Pride flags, and this was sort of like a response to the fact that the Trump administration wasn't allowing its embassies to fly Pride flags. Um, but he he also said that everything he's doing, he's been like, also this is a joke. Like, I'm not. It's not that serious. Um, he wants to start an annual festival welcoming people to Gay Hell. Uh, <laughs> I'd go. <laughs> uh, and the I mean. He, he, oh, so he, he did this last year too, I guess. And he banned, he did, as a joke, banned, uh, straight people. Um, and he said the 72 residents of gay hell have been supportive of the stunt. I mean, I guess so. If he's done this before, here's the thing fabulous idea.
1: Love the sentiment.
0: Yeah. I'm on board. What concerns me
1: about this whole thing is like, what if someone else, like Alex Jones again? What if that he that did is That is my
0: thing too. Is first of all, like, I love this. I have no notes for what he's actually yeah. done, but it, I'm shocked that you can buy a town and then just name it whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like, I feel like there's too many Nazis in this
1: country yeah. for this to, like, be a blanket rule.
0: Right? Like, could, could, like, fucking Richard Spencer buy a town and become mayor and name it, like, Nazi heaven? That's what I
1: mean. <laughs> That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, like, which, great when it's your... When you agree. Okay. Horrible if you don't agree.
0: Yeah, Potentially.
1: It, that is
0: these that like, is the question that this story raised for me, which is like, okay, but why is this actually something that you can do? Yeah. And you really shouldn't. I don't understand the, how you can pay to be the mayor. That's the real thing. that I Right. Don't and understand. when you
1: are the mayor, you can change the name. But can you change the laws like what it can you create a currency, which Facebook just did like a day ago? That's a well, whole other
0: thing I can't even get into. But yes, Facebook does have its own currency now. I don't which like the problem. I don't like it.
1: That shit is dystopian mm-hmm. novel. Yep, sounds co- like content.
0: Yeah. And, and as someone who's trying to write a
1: dystopian novel, y- I took yes, notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean it is a situation where it's like do we all end up living on the Facebook compound paying for all of our food with Facebooks, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Elise,
1: At least you can't name them. <laughs> yeah. If they call it Facebooks,
0: I'll lose my shit. I think it's called Libra, but they in, blew it by not calling I it Facebook. I like that they called it Libra. <laughs> I think they blew it not calling it Facebook. Right, Facebooks. they had to
1: make it sound a little more zen, but yes. you know, I'm going to stay in Nam if that is. The yeah, case. that is true. Okay. Should we get into the main news? Yeah, speaking of uh, Nazi, Nazi heaven. heaven. <laughs> oh god. I know, you never things that I never thought I'd say yeah. when I started this company. Speaking
0: of Nazi heaven, let's get into the main political news of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, Christ. everyone's fighting uh, about whether migrant detention camps at the border are are can be called concentration camps. It started earlier in the week when AOC, of course, she was doing Instagram live. Mm-hmm. I
0: can't even believe what oh, I'm the saying. News. I know the news in 2019. Like
1: she basically compared these detention camps to concentration camps. And obviously, like with everything she does, the right, um, the wrong. Freak- <laughs> yes. Freaked out. Freaked saying, out
0: more than they freaked out when we found out about the detention centers that are arguably concentration camps. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't merit a tweet or whatever, but yeah. this is yeah. worse. It's like people who think that being called racist is worse than being racist. Or the experience yeah. that people... Of racism. Ex- yeah. 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 The exactly. experience of racism is on par with being called racist in their minds. Yeah, okay. no.
1: But um, at the same time, they say that words can't be violence, but yes. yet they are not okay with being called <laughs> racist.
0: I mean, listen... We, it's we completely, can run in their circles all day. Yeah. You right. get pretty fit.
1: Letting <laughs> die. <laughs> so it started off with um, Liz, Dick Cheney's daughter, Liz, who you've all seen in the movie Vice. Um, <laughs> basically, she writes, please at AOC, do us all a favor and spend just a few minutes learning some actual history. Six million Jews were exterminated in the Holocaust. You demean their memory and disgrace yourself with comments like this. Okay. I don't even feel like i need to point this out but i'm gonna Because it's our podcast Mm -hmm. um it's not like one day there were six million alive jews and the next day they were all dead yeah like this was a almost a decade-long process of putting people in the ghetto well no first it was law like you know discriminatory laws much like a voter suppression other people other right rhetoric registrations of people listing their names comparable to this whole census question that's Mm kind of like similar um getting people to go into the ghetto then they were in work camps where they weren't like necessarily being murdered
0: and then work
1: camps they were working they were helping the economy they would literally stage parts of the camps that were nicer so that when like, people from outside of Germany or like wherever they would they literally
0: come. do yes. with the detention yes. centers yes. now where they're like, oh, yeah. don't you see? They're all playing soccer. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, look at the soccer that's happening here. Yeah,
1: exactly. They had, like, nicer parts of the camps that they were one camp where that would be, like, the show camp. Like, the model home of the, of the mm. camps. Then the the final solution was which is the idea that they actually were going to kill all the jews and other minorities 6 million yeah. other minorities yes. in from german society yeah G- uh,
0: romani gypsy people
1: non yeah. non yes the non vankas non vankas <laughs> so th- th- the, the final solution
0: apart. came later
1: none of this was like in, and i this always makes me like i always wondered like Growing up, like how could this happen? Not like philosophically, yes. spiritually, how could this happen? I mean, like, physically, how was this logistically executed? Like I yeah. didn't get that. And now I do because yeah. it's not just it's it's like over the course of two and a half years, the conversations that we've had have gone from like, I can't believe he called Mexicans rapists to literally there
0: are children in camps dying, starving. Deeply sick. Multiple children have died in U.S. custody at this point. So like people are already dying. I think the most recent story is about a four. This kid died, but there's a four month old that was separated from their parents at the border. Like you can't. So so it's like if you take
1: Liz Cheney, my answer to you is if you take if you study history and you look into how the Holocaust happened and you actually take seriously the deaths of six million Jews, 12 million people. If you actually and then all the people who died in World War II trying to stop this. If you actually take those people seriously, then you would know that this is something that you have to stop before it could even get to the point we're at now. And yet here you are arguing over whether or not the language that AOC used was offensive or exaggerated or hyperbolic rather than thinking about why is she even using that comparison? Also,
0: Also, like a concentration camp is a definable thing. Basically, the definition
1: is a group of people put into some sort of det- like detention situation where they can't leave. And the reason that they're there is not because of breaking a law. It's, it's because, because of a group. Of their, ethnic- their ethnicity. Yeah, or their- they're a part of some group and they have been put in a place. Right. And the Republican also- argument is that they are breaking the law by coming. But that's not true because you are legally allowed to seek asylum yes. in America. That's like kind of the whole fucking point of the country. That's
0: I know. So that's- but they think
1: the point of the country is to make their wallets grow. So I understand why they might have missed that bullet point.
0: That, I mean, yes. And it's also, so it's like, first of all, it's this weird semantics thing where they're basically trying to say, well, we're not fully doing the Holocaust, so you can't call them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can't call them concentration camps. And it's like a concentration camp actually is a specific thing that not, you don't have to reach Holocaust level for it to be a concentration camp. Our Japanese internment camps were concentration camps. There have been concentration camps used many times in history that weren't. Six million people weren't killed ultimately, but hundreds of thousands of people die in them. Yeah. Like what if what if it's not six million? What if it's three million?
1: How many is how many is is a good enough number that you're okay with?
0: Yeah. So. okay, So there's a GQ put out this. But they this is the pro-life party. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, that's always the craziest caveat of everything. Yeah, yeah. So there's this GQ piece by historian Andrea Pitzer who wrote a book called uh, A Global History of Concentration Camps. (laughs) So... She sounds she sounds like she terrible. knows uh, what what they're about. Um, it's called it's actually called One Long Night, a global history of concentration Imagine
1: camps. being the concentration camp scholar and you think, oh, no one's ever going to look at my work. Yeah. This is no longer relevant.
0: No one's going to be and calling then, me in to re- write an op-ed. And about now she's something. on all the morning shows. Yes. So here's a quote from her. This is like the end of the article and it really stuck with me. Um, She says, a camp in a country in which the leaders openly express animosity towards those interned, in which a government detains people and harms them by separating children from their parents or in deliberately putting them in danger, is much closer to a concentration camp than a refugee camp. Nothing we are doing is likely to repeat Auschwitz or come anywhere close to it. But the history of concentration camps shows us that when it comes to this kind of detention Even when a government isn't plotting a genocide, shocking numbers of people can still end up hurt or dead. And I think that's a huge thing. Like, is... Is, is or there, deeply
1: like, traumatized for life for and generations.
0: That, and I consider that harmed, you know? Like, we're doing so much harm. And yet, like, basically what these people who are mad about her use of this word are saying is they're like, unless you're fully Nazis with a final solution with Hitler, like, doing that, then it doesn't, like, you can't even talk about, you can't even call it a concentration camp unless it approaches one of the most heinous things that's ever happened in human history. So that's the bar now. But and, unless, and anything under that is like fine legally okay.
1: But also like even if it were full Nazis final solution status, who says they'd even get upset then? Oh, because yeah. I mean, they're very fine people on both sides. Yeah. So who who says that Nazis? They would even get upset if there were Nazis I mean, killing people. They'd be like, "Well, they deserve to die because
0: we believe in the death penalty, and they are they are criminals." You see it in the people who respond to stuff about separation at the border and say like, "You shouldn't have brought your kids here." Like yeah. you see that attitude already.
1: C- the difference between liberals and conservatives, I swear, is compassion. Yeah, it really. It ha- I I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's compassion this weird or idea that's like,
0: like, do you really? Okay, fine. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, let's uh, let's say, yes, they broke the law. Do you really want to live in a country where someone breaks a law and then they're separated from their child and their child is traumatized for the rest of their life because they broke a law? Like, that's crazy. Not even thinking about which law they broke. These people are not
1: rapists or murderers.
0: Yeah exactly it's like okay it's one thing if a person's like a fucking serial killer and then like whatever but it's also like even in that situation their child wouldn't be put in a detention center their child would go to like next of kin so it's like we're actually treating them worse <laughs> like these children worse like if your parent goes to jail in the u.s take someone like go,
1: harvey weinstein I rapes mean, multiple women yeah okay like he doesn't seem to be suffering the same no. way
0: No, he's not. And these camps, just like to talk about the conditions, they're extremely inhumane. Five children that we know of have died. Also, um, a transgender person who came across the border was also killed. I think a transgender woman. Uh, Detention centers have, they've been described as kennels. Uh, In many different ways, there are reports of rotting food. Concentration kennels. More than 5,000 people have been quarantined across 39 detention centers. And um, we have records of... John Kelly talking about se- child separation as a deterrent. I so, can't even believe
1: you dropped that name like who I like,
0: know, <laughs> from so long ago. I know. Um, and we know that the president has specific animosity towards these people. He's called them animals. We know how he looks at them. And literally this week he tweeted, ICE will begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the United States. They will be removed as fast as they come in.
1: He's like announcing Crystal Knox.
0: Yes. I mean, that's literally it. And you can see anyone with their eyes open can see the slippery slope of like it starts with this and then they start being like, oh, these detention centers are really, really full. We have to do something about like whatever. And then like we have to figure out how to make them not so full. And then suddenly, who knows? They're not as full anymore. And what's happening and what's going on? And like. Yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be as extreme. And they're also following
1: activists who try to go near these camps, near the borders to understand what's actually happening. They are like collecting dossiers on them. So this isn't like, we don't even have full information. No, we don't. Similar to how we don't have full information on how the Russians got the Republicans elected in 2016.
0: (laughs) We do not have information on this. We
1: have more information, but we don't have full information because like. There's so many things that haven't even been talked about, like how they were, like, hacking the treasury in 2016. Like, these are things that don't even get talked about. And in 25 years, if there is a planet, that will be, I think, very clear.
0: It honestly scares and disturbs me to think about what we're going to hear when this information finally does come out about what exactly was happening in these places, about how many people actually were killed. Like, I mean, not necessarily outright murders. It's more than five. Yeah, It's definitely more than five. And that's what's crazy because... Like one of the things she talks about in these articles is like it doesn't have to be an intentional extermination when you're dealing with a concentration camp situation, which I believe these are disease spreads. People get really, really sick. Anyone who's old, anyone who's infirm, anyone who's disabled, sick, whatever, they die. Like simply like lack of hydration. You're yeah.
1: in fucking 115 degree texas
0: hundreds of thousands of people can die that way without the trump administration having to have like a coordinated effort to kill them they can just die you can just kill someone by virtue of putting them in a fucking camp in the middle of 150 degree texas and not giving them what they need
1: yeah pretty much so watch this space for more on the concentration camp debate (laughs) Bel- I can't even believe I'm saying I, this. I mean I actually can because When he got elected this is what I thought Would happen yes and it is yeah So
0: I don't want to think About what I think will happen next But well, I've seen so many tweets where it's like 2016 oh don't worry he's not as bad as he says 2019 they're not actually concentration camps and it's just like wow not even a joke
1: not even a joke would have been a satire a few years ago but it's not okay let's
0: move on to
1: the potential replacement for our (laughs) president in 2020 but like let's hope
0: not um joe biden Sucks at running for president. He's doing a really bad job, is what I'm going to say. Is that he's really, truly is someone who came into it the front runner and who's still the front runner by all the polls. He's truly doing a bad job. He's like Amelia
1: fucking Bedelia. He can't come out and say yes. one thing he correctly. like Amelia
0: Bedelia. You're right. He is. We're like, draw the drapes, Joe. And he like, <laughs> he's drawing a picture of the drapes. We're like, God damn it, Joe. I've seen a lot of tweets that are like,
1: good on the Obama administration for like, Figuring out how to keep this shit under rack, Right,
0: exactly. I mean, he was, like, fun during... He was just, like, saying fuck accidentally on a hot mic and, like, fun stuff like that. It was a different time. It was a different so time. So, basically, the
1: scandal... I feel like he has a new gaffe every time he actually does yeah. something. So Which is par
0: for the course for him. He's always, like... A gaffe machine. He's a gaff man.
1: Yeah, so he made some comments... At a New York fundraiser on Tuesday's, about his relationship with two segregationist senators he worked with in the '70s, the two of them were—they were Democrats, but they were at the time a party called like a the Dixie Party called the Dixiecrats, which
0: are essentially racist Democrats. Yeah, who were like, we agree with all the Democratic stuff except for civil rights, which we don't fuck with at all. Yeah, so they were both staunch
1: opponents of civil rights, but they were technically Democrats. Um, one of them was opposed to interracial marriage and feared racial integration because it would cause mongrelization, which I assume is like some sort of like mixed breeding reference. Yes, it is. He Um, referred to black people as the inferior race and the KKK celebrated him getting elected.
0: Yeah. And these senators were uh, Senator Herman Talmadge of Georgia and James Eastland, who might have been from Mississippi, but I can't remember. But it's that's that could be true. Um, So Joe Biden, basically, he was like trying to make a statement. He was trying to he was trying to talk about working across the aisle and civility. But um, he used these guys as an example. And he was basically he was basically saying he did say, like, I didn't agree with them on much, but I could work with them. And then he's like, there was civility congratulations uh, you then use please and thank you like Pat like pass
1: the fork he's like, like at I don't least know. there
0: was civility is what he keeps saying and then I'm like okay well there's civility because you guys actually don't have a problem with each other because he's racist and you're a white man so you can work together anyway
1: he actually said mm-hmm. that these men didn't call me boy he called me son it's like yeah no shit boy is a term used to invoke
0: that is invoked against Uh,
1: black people yeah
0: like of course he didn't call you you're white
1: you're white as could be
0: joe yes and so um i think it was this was a point that Coates (laughs) made actually or no i'm sorry this was a point that cory booker made in his statement uh because cory booker responded to this and was like what the fuck is any of this the
1: fact that he would even like use that in his justification just shows how like Behind he is? Yes. What the hell is going on? So like,
0: Booker was saying when a white man calls a younger white man's son, it's because he sees them as their kin and he wants to help and mentor them. Boy is used in a reference to a black man to belittle someone and be like, I'm a grown adult, you're a child. And a lot of times, like racist white Southerners would call, like, grown, like, old adult black men boy because it was like, you're always a boy to me, like, you're always inferior to me. So it has a really deep racial history. I've which heard- is also
1: funny because just when you think about how like white teens are always given the benefit of the doubt for their mm-hmm. bad behavior and yes. black men are not
0: never like yes they, no
1: matter if they're the same age it's that's just another
0: this I is like the, I know there's so this many like times the episode where it's just, of hypocrisies yeah. <laughs> so to me the craziest thing to me about this isn't that Joe Biden originally said the thing about the Dixiecrats which it's like you, you, I get where he was going I get where he I do get where he was going which was like we used to be able to work with people even if we really really didn't like their beliefs. Personally, I would maybe have chosen to talk about someone whose whole thing wasn't literally hating black people. Like maybe I would talk about a Republican who was like really fiscally conservative and things that we did together and maybe leave the guy who didn't want like black people and white people to get married out of it. Yeah, but I get where he was going. I think I think in his mind he was like the most extreme example of someone I don't agree with is a Dixiecrat. So I get I but. I get where maybe he was going with that. But one, it's like, if you're going to talk about this shit, be really thoughtful and precise in your language. And number two, the boy thing, I'm, that is where I'm like, what? what are you saying,
1: buddy? Yeah. And I am i don't think that Joe Biden's racist. Like, I think in principle, like, he's not racist. Like, he may have some stereotypes, yeah. which clearly, I think he has blind spots, I think he clearly. Has, yes, I think he has blind spots. I do not think he is like... A racist in the vein Of like Steve King Or like even close to him On the spectrum But I do think that It's not like About whether or not His like Comment is minimally Acceptable It's about like Is this the person Who you want Yeah To like be Who you think
0: Is appropriate for the time Like right no so here's the thing so i listen to the savage love cast which is like a sex advice podcast and one thing that dan savage talks about in in terms of dating all the time is stuff that someone does where it's like it's not bad but it just shows bad judgment like right. i remember one of the calls was like This guy was like, I hang all my BDSM equipment on the wall. And like when I bring girls over, it freaks them out. And he's like, yeah, it's not wrong for you to be a BDSM person. But having it hanging up on the wall for when you bring someone over for the first time shows bad judgment. Right. These comments like do I think they reveal him to be a vehement racist who hates black people? No, but it shows bad fucking judgment. It shows that you're not paying attention to where the social movements are at. You have no idea what's acceptable to your base anymore. You have no you have no fucking understanding of the people who are supposed to elect you. You have no understanding of the political moment at this time. Like, it just shows that he doesn't fucking get it.
1: Exactly. So he's been repudiated by Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Kamala said that if she, if, if those senators who he was... Saying that he could work with Had their way That she wouldn't even be there Fact Yeah um, And then basically Joe Biden argues That he doesn't have A racist bone in his body Which is
0: only something Racist people say Yeah like Only racist white people Ever say I don't have a racist bone the thing, In my body like,
1: like I think that Even people who are not Racist Quote yeah. unquote I think that All of us have blind spots to other ethnic groups. Yes. Because we don't have the same understanding of them as we do of our own experiences. Yes. So we're not the ones who get to say this should or should not be offensive. Yeah. Because we don't have that experience. So you like to be like I have no blind spots. I have no racism in my whole body and I'm sure of it. Like how can you be so sure? You're not yeah. you're
0: not this group of people who you're claiming that you have nothing against. Exactly. Even if you're an ally, supporter of any group, whatever You, if you have are in a place of privilege to them, you are are able to have blind spots. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about like like this is Pride Month. I'm a huge supporter of the LGBTQ community, all that stuff. But I'm a straight person, and there's oh, like there's our opportunities for me to say the wrong thing, use the wrong language, fuck up, not actually have something framed right. And you have to just be open to hearing that from people, and have someone be like, oh, hey. That's actually not cool. And you have to be like, oh shit, I'm really sorry. I'm learning. I'm so sorry. Exactly. And just be open to it. Yeah. Let's just get on to
1: one more quick news item before we do one more thing. Yes. Um, Iran shot down one of our drones last night. Yes. The drone was unmanned, so no one was killed. But it seems like things keep happening with this whole Iran business. And it's not good.
0: Yeah. So there was the issue with like they... They sunk a ship in the Gulf of Oman like or something. Like a week ago or And everyone's... But, but I think Iran says they didn't do that, but we say they did do it.
1: Oh, sounds familiar. So
0: now they've shot down this drone. Iran says that the drone was in their airspace, and that's why they shot down the drone. We say that the air, that it was uh, not like in, not in airspace. their airspace, that it was in international waters, so they shouldn't been been able to shot down, shoot down the drone. All of this seems like semantics And weird shit But this little weird semantics And all this stuff Is literally how wars Actually get started Yeah like World, World like War 1 was
1: like Some random guy got shot Sorry yeah. if I'm offending anyone By the calling his, him a random guy The Ferdinand guy.
0: family Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you're a Ferdinand And you're listening We're really sorry For yeah.. <laughs> like these things like when you have tension between countries like
1: it's a hair trigger that can make a difference they talk
0: about like a. It, I remember oh god I'm pulling this from like literally high school history it was called like the Balkan powder keg yeah. and because Franz Ferdinand got shot all these other little things exploded yes. and then it's a big exploded, and now you have World War One. and in a region like the Middle East where things are so it's fucking hot there. delicate it's hot yeah yeah. There's a there's a powder keg, yeah. I would say. It's th- there. But here's what's like scary about it is
1: that you know John Bolton and Mike Pompeo are both like pushing Trump so hard into war. The one saving grace is that I actually think he doesn't have the balls. And if he did have the ball, Trump doesn't mm-hmm. have the balls. If he did, we would already have gone to a war.
0: I think that Trump I think he's yeah. scared. I think, he's think that Trump also saw He was like against the Iraq war and like in his way Trump surprisingly
1: I think he actually hates confrontation I know that that yeah. sounds like not accurate based on anything that he's ever done but I actually think that he's deeply afraid of he didn't want to go to
0: Vietnam yeah all that stuff I think that he I mean he's an easily manipulated person who listens to the last person in the room and is obviously easy to rile up so it's like hard but I do think his general inclination would maybe be to not do yeah that. I think he's I think he's a coward
1: He is. Yeah. And cowards aren't like trying to go to war because it's a
0: little, it gets dicey. Yeah. I think that he knows that he's like, if I go to war, shit's going to get really crazy. And like, it's, I'm not going to be able to control what like happens there.
1: Right. Which is good. But also, there's also the other aspect of his personality, which is that he's.
0: Extremely impulsive,
1: yeah. So that fear could get overridden just by like one second, and you have the power. That's my
0: that's my fear is that something happens like this drone, but there is a U.S. pilot in it, like an American is killed, and then it's like something crazy happens, and he makes a decision that like he doesn't even realize he can't go back on to do some shit. Yeah, that scares me. What does because a lot of people have been comparing this to the lead up to Iraq. I do. Feel like no matter what they do, even if they try to play, use the exact same playbook, it'll never be as effective because we 9 11 didn't just happen. Like they yeah. were able to wield 9 11 in this crazy way and like wield this national grief and like stir that up and use that to get us to go to war. This they do not have that. We'll see. They, I mean, but they they don't even care. Like they don't care. But you do have to get public... like like uh, going to war does require like. Well, authorization from Congress, but even barring that, they you do have to get the public to want to do it. Like I do think that, but why? Because they, people won't go. Because people won't sign up, and like there will be massive protests. I mean, Bush, like, like he, the Republican Party, got in so like lost so big once like sentiment turned ar- against Iraq and stuff. Like it's it's a politically dicey thing to do. Well, it depends, and on I the don't timing. think that they have. I don't feel like they have this cudgel that was nine eleven. They were like cause they were able to just because like literally they were able to force Congress to vote to authorize war because the vote seemed like they made the vote basically about nine eleven. They were like, Well, right. don't you want retribution for nine eleven? And then everyone basically voted for it, even Democrats and Hillary and all that stuff, because Hillary's like the senator from New York and she's like I mean, you can say she did it for a lot of reasons, but one of them is like, she's the senator for New York. She can't vote to not go to the to the war that's supposedly to avenge 9-11. Right. Yeah, it's So true. I don't think that they have that sort of like that power behind this. Right. We'll
1: see what happens. We'll keep you
0: updated. Yes. Okay, let's go to one more thing.
1: Yes. Hope Hicks, quote unquote, testified yesterday before the House Judiciary Com- Committee. Mm-hmm. She was the... Former communications director Mm -hmm. um, And she's one of the few people who actually Complied with the subpoena to appear However she barely answered Anything including she wouldn't even Answer the question of where her office was Which leads me to believe that her office Was like on Donald Trump's lap And (laughs) like I don't Yeah I don't think she like had one like I yeah so
0: She yeah it's Interesting I mean there was that fucking weird Piece about her where it was like Hope Hicks is existential question. It's all because she's, yeah, it's all because she's like a pretty woman. I'm blinded by her beauty as well. She's gorgeous. She does look great. But you're terrible. Yeah. And uh, just because she's like very pretty and like seems to at least have some sense about her to like not, she doesn't get, even though she is involved in all the shit, she doesn't like get herself involved in the shit. It's
1: because she's quiet. It's because she's pretty she just, and quiet. She just keeps a low profile and white. Yeah. And she was and literally on the plane crafting the statement about like how they didn't have the meeting. Right. But like they had her the name meeting.
0: comes up in all these major stories, but I feel like it doesn't stick. And she's still sort of like a niche player in the whole thing, right. even though like she actually was there and a part of everything, which is interesting. And I wonder where her office was. Yeah. Now I really want to know. And I'd never thought that I wanted to know before.
1: Yes. Well, OK.
0: All right. That brings us to the end?
1: Yes. Sign up for the Betches Up email. Yes. We added... Two new features recently One is a question of the day Where we will pose a question And if you answer it on Twitter We will retweet you Maybe we'll feature them On our story If it's a good day of questions So get involved with that The other feature that we added Is a climate change fact of the week Brought to you by the NRDC So it's something that Has been very
0: much studied Um, So so if you have a climate denier In your family You can hoard these facts Until Thanksgiving And then sort of Just say all of them To that person (laughs) Like the a treatise on yeah the weather yes until the end of democracy I'm Elise Morales I'm Sammy Fishbine, and this is the Betches Sup Podcast
1: Betches